Don't you know nothing? Don't you know nothing? Sad little crab kit. A sad little crab kit. Stay out of the damn lakes. Stay out of the damn lake. 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 Don't you know nothing? I can't breathe. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for June 24th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by more people in this room than I think we've ever had during a recording. Uh, at the table with me, Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Back in the peanut gallery, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, and uh, Max Eccles. And a special guest at the table, or one of our Disneyland correspondents, Tony Spatel, is in town. He decided to join us today. Welcome, Tony. Thank you, and I want to thank uh, Dreams Unlimited for uh, putting me up in the uh, concierge suite. That was very nice just for a one, <laughs> one quick little, epi- you one what? little episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, concierge, concierge suite. I'm trying to get over having to play royalties to Queen over here. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you. He's yeah. calling me Queen. <laughs> All right, in this week's show, we're going to tell you about our trip to California last week. We're going to talk about uh, uh, the hotel, or have a review of the hotel we stayed in, the Sheridan Anaheim. We're going to talk a little bit about SeaWorld in San Diego. Uh, of course, we'll talk about our backstage tour at Disneyland and a very, very special highlight that, for me anyway, really just made the whole trip. Uh, all that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, it is great to be home, uh, a little jet lagged and worse for wear. Is uh, it hot here for you? Oh, dear Lord. Oh, it was so nice out there. 30, it was actually cool. 30 night. seconds after getting off the plane, I wanted to go back to California. I have on my weather on my iPod, Anaheim. Gorgeous. <gasps> Gorgeous. Oh, my God. Gorgeous. And I thought, you guys. It was like. In the evenings, it was quite cool. You had to wear like a jacket. Sometime. No, you didn't. Uh, Max did. He brought a little hoodie. Well, thing. that's because Max weighs 11 pounds. Oh, okay. Well, um, you know, my mother needed a jacket because, you know, she's. A she's, girl. She's cold. Well, she's cold and, you know, in this heat, she's cold. So, but uh, now the weather here is just brutal. We're going to get to that brutal. in a little bit. But uh, we do have a few things. In housekeeping, uh, just a plug for Diz Radio, our 24-7 live 365 radio station playing all Disney music. Um, you can find links to that all over the site. And uh, I can't just can't get over the, how much the uh, listenership has grown on that in the last six months. Ever since I started mentioning it on the show, the listenership to that just went through the roof. It's amazing. You probably have a lot of people at work that, that listen to it. While they work, you know, I, like I get a lot of great feedback on it. I really wish I, I need to find the time to do more with it. That's been my big problem is I just don't have the time to really develop it out the way I want to. 
and uh, eventually something will happen and you know I'll I'll be able to do something more with it but uh you know right now people seem to really enjoy it so uh, like I said Diz Radio can be found links all over the site including our show notes page podcast.wdwinfo.com also be sure to check out our blog disunplugged.com Kathy Whirling in particular does a lot to keep that up to date and current and does a great job with that just the rise in traffic to that blog since Kathy started working for us in what was it mid-December Kathy yeah um has just been has just been extraordinary so be sure to check that out um i do want to give an update on the next Diz podcast Diz unplugged podcast cruise for next year we are at nearly 500 people on this cruise already we are it's very exciting and uh, we're only 40 staterooms away from doubling the number of uh, staterooms we had on the last one i just want to remind people that disney cruise line has changed the way they do groups they're going to close down the group space in I think four to six weeks. So once that group space is gone, then we have to book into regular space. So if you want to get this price, yeah, this pricing is only going to be available for another month. Probably, I think six weeks. Tracy will correct me. I'm sure, but I'm positive of that. <laughs> I have a special announcement about the podcast cruise. Oh, really? We have confirmation that Lee Cockrell is going to go again. Awesome! Yeah. Awesome! He, he has not. He has said whatever you guys want us to do want him to do he will do so the thriller dance they're all planning <laughs> <laughs> poor lee lee's such a great sport but he's definitely going that's awesome that is awesome great great we'll have lee conquer on the screws again that's fantastic uh just also an update on dis cruise 1.5 uh the contract negotiation process is underway with that i still don't have uh uh we're, we're still a little bit of ways away from nailing this down I will tell you this much. It will be a four-day cruise followed by three days at Universal. We are not going to make the three-day Universal add-on mandatory, but trust me, you're not going to want to miss that. So people can book just the cruise? Yes, people will be able to book just the cruise if they want to, yes. Um, so, uh, But you're not going to want to miss the three days at Universal. Trust me. We're working on something really, really cool for that. So uh, that's that. Uh, also, need to ask everybody, uh, you know, we've heard me talk about the reviews area on the Diz, reviews.wdwinfo.com. Uh, you guys have done a great job helping me populate uh, the Walt Disney World reviews. We've just added uh, a lot of stuff for Disneyland, and we need help there, too. So if, uh, you know, if, you, if you've been to Disneyland, if recently in particular, want to go share some reviews, hotels, restaurants, attractions, all that good stuff, Please go out, reviews.wdwinfo.com, and help us out. Uh, we are choosing three names at random each month from reviews that are entered into that database, and those people get shots at the Prize Matron. I want to thank Mary Jo for Mary jo inputting a, a lot of that yeah. stuff for Disneyland. Mary Jo, we love Mary Jo. Even though, if, even if I do take pleasure in like making fun of the castle at Disneyland, and she gets mad at me. <laughs> Her sad little castle. It's um, sinking. <laughs> but we do have, I do have three prizes to give away uh, today from uh, from May. Uh, these are the people who uh, were picked in May at random from entering reviews. The first one is Jen D. She goes by DG3 on the boards, and she picked number 17. So let me get into the right bank here. And here is Jen's prize. Jen's prize. 
you have won a Disney PhotoPass CD on your next visit to the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando or the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. You'll be able to have all your photos sent to you on CD through Disney's PhotoPass system. Just obtain a PhotoPass ID card from any Disney photographer in the parks and present it every time a photographer takes your picture. When you get home, you'll be able to view your photos online via DisneyPhotoPass.com and order a CD of all your vacation memories. The approximate retail value of this prize is $125, yours courtesy of DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com and the Diz Unplugged. Congratulations. Yay. Um, well, it's actually now it's $150 now. They just yeah. upped the price on it. So. $149.99. $149.99. I'm sorry. So congratulations, Jen. Our next one, Matt Y, uh, Cyberbox on the board. He picked number 28. You have won a $50 Disney gift certificate. Good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Yay. Yay. So... <laughs> There you go, Matt, $50 gift certificate. And Nikki H. also picked number 17. She goes by Mickey Nikki on the board. So here's her prize. You have won a Backstage Magic Tour for two. You'll get a chance to go behind the scenes at the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and the Disney Hollywood Studios as well as have lunch at the Whispering Canyon Restaurant at the Wilderness Lodge. All participants must be 16 years of age or older, and this is always subject to availability. The approximate value of this prize is $400. Congratulations, and thanks for listening. Yay! Well, congratulations, uh, Nikki. That's a great prize. And I almost forgot, I want to say thank you to Dale Engelberger, who put together that uh, remix for us uh, at the beginning that I played at the top of the show. I was wondering what that was about. Yeah, that was uh, sent to us in an email. So I wanted to thank Dale for that. That was really cool. Uh, very creative, Dale. We appreciate it. Go ahead and pick a number. I wasn't sampled. Oh, you saw, you're, you're the genius. Your were too expensive. You're the genius. They didn't sample the genius. I should let her pick. I should let Dale pick two numbers now. Just because they didn't sample John. There was yeah, so much genius available that it was hard to just pick one. That must one, be it. One piece. Oh boy, Tony's Tony's off to a good start. I think I just you just had some stuff on your nose there, Tony. You might want to wipe that off. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bagel. Sorry, I can't hear you. All right. Anything else in housekeeping? I have two things. We received some candy. And oh God, you people! I know really really nice letters. I'm going to let everybody read the letters. They're kind of too long to go into for housekeeping. Box of candy from SF Bay Don. Great guy. Oh, he's my best such, friend. We had such a great time with him uh, out in California. Yeah, pass those around those guys back there. I'll show it to you. <laughs> and we received a really nice letter. And again, I can't go into all the oh, details. Oh, Teresa, did you bring the stuff from Roz for Kevin? Oh, poo. No. You better not have eaten them. I didn't. I didn't. Do not eat those. Those are for Kevin. It's still in the suitcase, actually. Okay. Sorry. With your dirty clothes, Roz, Roz, yes. I'm afraid. Roz, Roz gave me a box. Roz gave me a, bo- a, a box of, of something for you, and, and a little note. And I gave it to Teresa because I was afraid I was going to forget it. But Teresa forgot it. It's at home. It's here in Orlando. And we received a nice thing of candy from Jamie Hill. 
I actually have to read you the letter. The letter is really funny. I'm 13 and I live in Hampshire, England, and me and my dad are crazy about the podcast. I have tried and failed to persuade my parents to go on the podcast cruise, and I'm trying and failing to get on Podcast Cruise 2.0. We love Disney World and have been three times, and we're coming again in the summer with my aunt and uncle, who, uh, who will have a cart. After hearing that you want to go to Disneyland Paris, I have to warn you from experience that the resort is terrible. We went on Eurostar for four days and it rained. Cold rain, not warm rain like Florida. And I was sick. The cast member service is terrible and watching a French-speaking Mickey and company just wasn't right. The park was also full of locals and every character... In costume, only speaks French. You would hate it because of the size. It's tiny, just a smaller version of the Magic Kingdom without Liberty Square, Mickey's Toontown Fair, and all of the Disney magic that Walt would have been so proud. I'm going to cut to the bottom. But if you still go to Paris, you should tour... Do a tour of European theme parks and enclosed. I, she sent a part of a British newspaper called The Independent, which she saw, found left on a train, and it lists all of the theme parks in Europe. I'm, you know what? I'm calling Jamie a she. Jamie might be a young man. I apologize, Jamie, but I just wanted to say thank you. I've got the newspaper here with me, and I, it's just wonderful. I appreciate it. And Jamie sent us uh, some candy, some Cadbury Dairy Milk bars, um, a, uh, a, a, a roll of, uh, looks like life's t- some, something along the lines of Lifesavers that has a very unfortunate tagline. It's called Polo, and the tagline is, The Sweet with the Whole. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> that's uh, that's a very interesting tagline. Uh, some blackjacks, which I, Corey, you like licorice, right? I do. I'm thinking that's what this is. So it's very, very nice, Jamie. Thank you. That's very nice. And let's see if we can't find a way to convince your your parents to do pod- the podcast cruise. That would be nice. Also, thanks to SF Bay Don. And to, yes, nice absolutely. Candy. Oh, thanks, yeah, Max, Max is back here eating it right now. Yeah, he's up there, uh, buddy boy. It's the first time he's seen food in how many days? <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing for housekeeping. I know we're running long. I want to talk about Dizapalooza, our event this December. Yep. We have set our dates, December 11th, 12th, and 13th. The 12th is definitely going to be our party in the evening. Um, I posted about this on the board, so go to the boards and check it out. We're not taking a wait list yet. We're not taking names yet. We don't have anything squared away, but we wanted to make sure people know the dates. 11, 12, 13th of December. Awesome. Sounds good. Anything else for housekeeping? That's it. All right. If nobody else has anything for housekeeping, we're going to move on to the news. Our first news story this week, Walt Disney World Resort guests now have a new option when they arrive to check in and their room isn't ready. Previously, guests would have to check back with the front desk periodically for the status of their room with the new mobile room ready notification program, guests will be notified via text message or automated message from the resort when their room is ready. After dropping off their luggage and picking up a room key, guests can head off to the parks and will receive a message from the automated system when they will be able to access their room. Because they already have their room key, they are free to head to their room whenever it is convenient for them. Participation in the program is optional, and guests may still call the front desk to check on their room status. The program is expected to begin in Disneyland later this summer. I think it's a, a great idea. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah. A great idea. They haven't announced uh, what resorts it's going to be initially rolled out to, so we haven't gotten that information, but we'll try to get that. It's not every resort to start. They're just doing it on a test basis? Well, I think they're, they just have limitations of what resorts have the equipment yet. Yeah. Somebody sent a text message. <laughs> They all have cell phones. 
and I've also seen reports on the DIS that some people that signed up for it didn't get the notification. So I guess they're still working out the, the bumps in this. No, it's a, it's a great idea, though. I yep. like. I really do like Very how cool. they're a, a lot of the things they've been doing lately. They've really been trying to utilize some technology and uh, be on top of things. You got to give them credit for that. I mean, I figured ninety five percent of the people that come to Walt Disney World have a cell phone with them anyway. You know, a, a few years ago, this wasn't really the case, but now everybody. Oh yeah, I mean, if you don't have a cell phone, how do you survive? Yeah, that's our home phone. <laughs> it's our only. Yeah, it's my only phone. I and mean, your home phone number? Nope. <laughs> I'm surprised so many people still ask that. Yeah. But um, I think it's a great program, great idea. We'll see how well it goes off in execution. But uh, a mobile room ready notification, very good idea. Our next news story: Diana, the People's Princess, will be opening in early July 2009 at the location that formerly housed the Virgin Mega Store. I just want you to know. You've now ruined my rapid fire. Oh. I'll somehow have to learn how to live with myself. Okay. Um, this limited time exhibit includes five rarely seen royal dresses worn by Princess Diana and showcases her life and story. Uh, being presented by the People's Princess Charitable Foundation, this is one of the largest collection of ro- collections of royal dresses and rare artifacts ever assembled for an American audience. The exhibition will be on display through November 30th, 2009. Hours will be 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. daily, and tickets may be purchased at the exhibit for $14.50 for adults, $5 for children ages 3 through 9. I'm surprised at the animosity and dislike that this has generated. There is a thread on our board, and there's a thread all over our boards. Um, People hate this idea. Uh, Yeah, people on Facebook are just can't stand it and i don't understand it. i'm not quite sure yeah i don't i don't understand it either i mean it I'm, doesn't, not, I'm not interested in it i'm not doing backflips over it but at the same time i mean it's better yeah, but i don't ride dumbo i don't want it blown up yeah but you know virgin megastore i mean you, you thought people thought it was going to be replaced by something big like espn or apple and then you come in dresses okay it's wank, here for wank. a couple of months i, yeah, I, I know think, but still i think just, what they've got is they've got they're using the space temporarily until something permanent goes in there, trying to generate revenue. I think it's a good idea. I think and having a permanent exhibit space, it doesn't have to be a permanent exhibit, but there's a lot of touring exhibits that I think would be great I in mean, there. I mean, could have brought, uh, um, there was Treasures of the Vatican. Right. There's the Egyptian exhibit right. that's going to all the big I have something to say. We're not done. (laughs) Well, I don't care because all you people who hate this idea, I was a huge fan of Princess Diana. I was... You know, pretty much horrified when she was killed and died. I think so, we all were. I, I mean, of course, but I think it's really cool. I, I would like to see it. I know Corey doesn't care, but he also, you know, he doesn't like princesses. But it's also it's a chance. <laughs> I like them, but not no. You know. It's a chance for people who probably wouldn't have access to it to have access to this right. Exhibit. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like I said, I'm I'm not doing backflips over the idea. I'm not. I have no animosity towards it, but I really don't get why there's so much vitriol. Don't go. Who gets the money? I mean, it's a charitable, charitable the, the, the charity. Okay. Part of it, if you yeah. listen to the story. Okay. I was listening. I was watching that naked guy out your window. Too. I actually leaked this two weeks ago um, when, I, when I found out. I was actually talking to somebody who was involved in the whole uh, contract signing part. And I, I believe Disney's getting like $20,000 a month for this exhibit to I'm be sure there. I'm sure Disney the rest looks, of the, looks at that as it's a space now they've filled and they're getting some money. Right. And, I mean, you can go once. I don't think it's going to hurt anybody. I mean... And if don't you don't that. like it, don't go. Right. Don't you pass lots of things in Disney that you pass up? I don't go in the Sunglass Hut either. But again, 
I don't care that it's there. Right. Yeah, it's I don't know I don't know why people are so upset about it. Well, you know, if the Virgin Megastore was that important to them, why didn't they shop there more often so it didn't have to close? But uh, I'm not sure why they're I don't, I don't know. I don't I'm not as ups- as upset now that I know that it's a limited time thing. I'm like, okay, in and out, you know, grand opening, grand closing, that's cool. But if it you were been, upset it, about Princess Diana's dresses? I wasn't upset about it, but I'm saying <laughs> that space could be used for so many more things. Like when when you compare if I compare Princess Diana's dresses, gowns to Apple or ESPN zone, yeah, there, there's a big difference between a little display. Well, I'll be a lot a more disappointed. I'll be a lot more disappointed if it ends up being an ESPN yeah, anything, right? Uh, or an Apple Store. They've already got an ESPN location on property. They don't need another one. And there's two apples within 20 no, minutes. No, an Apple Store. No, that I'd be very happy about. <laughs> but there's two of them within 20 minutes. That's okay. I'd still be very happy with it. See, I figure this gives Disney a chance to really get something good in there. That's the way I'm looking at it. Well, so, one of the other. Sorry. One just the, you know that it's a temporary thing. So you know, now if it turned into permanent, now maybe that's something a little bit different. One of the other rumors is that they're going to make an IMAX theater. Out of it. Oh, that'd be cool. So maybe that's what they're doing. Just going to wait until they can afford to bring the IMAX uh, technology in there. In the Virgin stores, all of them went out of business. It's not just the one here. Even the one in Times Square went out. Well, not only that, but I know they sold other things, but when was the last time any of you bought a CD? My daughter did quite often. I would, I, would, I would actually buy books over there. A lot of my design books came from um, upstairs at Virgin Megastore, and also their clothing department was one of the areas at Downtown Disney where you can really get some original stuff on property. You know, band tees, a lot of these um, vintage-looking, you know, concept I like tees. the Virgin store. Yeah. I did, too, I, I but did too. I, I guess... That store had a lot, a lot of traffic, but if you ever went there, nobody was buying anything. There's a lot of people browsing and looking It's around. a cool-and-off spot, mainly, you know. Yeah. So, Diana, it's, the People's Princess. It's not as popular as the guitar store. <laughs> what, is, what is that now? Like dishes or something? <laughs> no, it's that art store. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. that really cramped little art store. <laughs> Where you feel like you're going to break stuff just by walking in. Exactly. All right. And our final story this week is a real tearjerker. Colby Curtin, a 10-year-old girl that was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer three years ago, had one wish before she died. That was to see the new Pixar movie, Up. But she had recently become so weak and sick that she was not able to leave her house. Her, mo- her mother said Colby wanted, had wanted to see the movie since first, since first seeing the preview, but wasn't sure she was going to be alive long enough to do so. When it became apparent that her disease was prog- progressing, a family friend started calling Pixar to see if it would be possible to get a copy of the movie on DVD. The friend contacted the right person at Pixar and was able to get a copy of the Only in Theaters film, sent to the little girl. When the family found out Pixar was setting the movie, Colby's mother asked her if she thought she could hang on. Colby responded, I'm ready to die, but I'm going to wait for the movie. She passed away just seven hours after viewing the film. Isn't that amazing? I give Teresa a tissue. Really? Really? A box. Wow. And uh, from what I understand of the story, the family friend didn't know anybody at Pixar. He just started calling Mm. And going through the menu options and guessing at names in the directory to get somebody on the phone. And when he got somebody on the phone, he said, listen, this is what the, this is what the deal is. And this person at Pixar took the ball and ran with it. 
Because can you, can you imagine what would be involved for a movie of this popularity? Right. In particular, it would be one thing if it was you know some movie that nobody cared about. But for a movie this popular that's doing this well in theaters, it's only been out for, what, two weeks? Uh, for them to do this, to get a DVD together, to get to this little girl, that's extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they make those DVDs. They send them out to people not only to review so you don't have to go to the theater. They send them out to the people who are the members of the Academy Award group for right. nominations and things like that. So getting yeah, permission. but not yet. The not people yet. on The View always talk about the fact that they got a preview copy of a movie that's in the theaters now. Mm-hmm. So I think that part, I think the fact that they send it to a private person is that's, spectacular. That's Yeah, that's what I mean, is that, you know, for, for while, while a film is still in theaters, as popular as this one is, for them to do this, uh, really says a lot about Pixar. Got to give them Got to give them props. They did the right thing. It's amazing. They did the right thing. So, I thought that was a, I thought that was a sad but wonderful story. So, all right, that will do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to the weather. Um, it is brutal here, people. Brutal. There's no other way to describe it. Uh, temperatures are in the mid to upper 90s. We've actually been breaking records the last uh, week or so, uh, with temperatures in some cases being over 100. The humidity is what's killing you. It is just obscene. They talk about the heat index, what it actually feels like to your skin, and every day the heat index has been over 100. Yeah. It's It's it's, maleficent hot outside. It's really, really, really hot. We went to Animal Kingdom the other day, and it was absolutely (laughs) brutal. I mean, the worst place uh, in Florida that you can go. Why didn't you just go to Africa? (laughs) Why don't you just lay out out on the pavement? Africa doesn't have the dining plan. You know, all of those little uh, fan spots where they blow the the cool mist on you? I mean, they were all packed. You'd have to go drag those attractions right past me at this point. (laughs) But it felt more realistic. Like yeah. you were really in Africa. Yeah, Actually, but it always feels that way. It okay. always feels that way. It's the middle of December. It's ninety six degrees in there. Actually, I lived in Africa, and it's hotter you, here than you it did. Was, yes, for yeah, three I years. Knew that. Really? Mm-hmm. You didn't get that story. Where in Where in Africa? Eritrea, Ethiopia, East Africa. We used to go to the Red Sea on vacation. What were you doing out there? My dad was in the army. Oh wow! She had broken glass on top of the fence so people wouldn't come. Yeah, into we had a yard. guard dog and barbed wire and the whole deal. Kathy's yeah. name was. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, you're a genius! Genius, genius. <laughs> What was her name? I can't do it again. <laughs> I knew you could. That's why I wanted to ask you. <laughs> oh, all right. You can expect that uh, temperatures will be in the low to mid-90s for the next week. Uh, in the evenings, temperatures only going to drop into the uh, mid to upper 70s. Um, again, humidity is a real issue right now. You've got to make sure you're staying hydrated if you're going to be here uh, during the summer months. Uh, the other thing is the thunderstorms are making news. Yeah, they are, they're, they're brutal. nasty. They're brutal. We're having some really brutal storms. And I said, you know, I think I, I, I recall saying this on the show that we had such a great fall and winter mm-hmm. that we were going to be punished for it in the summer. And it looks like it is already beginning. So if you are coming in the next week, please, 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 please pay attention to staying hydrated and, uh, you know, follow the usual tips. Be in the parks in the morning, back to your resort for a swim or a nap in the afternoon, and then back into the parks for the evening. 
that's going to be the, your best bet right now uh, in keeping yourself uh, from overheating, getting sunstroke. I have plenty of sunscreen. Oh, you want to see what happened to me? It's not as bad. I actually had blisters the other day on my arm. Oh, my Lord. From the sun. You know, those Mr. Fans are great, too, that the little kids walk around and spray themselves oh, with. Oh, God, yeah. You know, one kid was uh, accidentally sprayed me, and my mom was like, no, you're getting that man wet. I'm like, no, it's fine. Really? <laughs> Can I borrow it? <laughs> I'm going to take it from you. The only problem with it is that misting your skin also can lead to worse sunburn. Right. But it feels good <laughs> going on. All right. That'll do it for the weather. We're going to move on to rapid fire. Who would like to go first? I will. I just wanted to let everybody know that we're making some changes to our uh, dining menu area. Um, not only can you find the menus there that Teresa's been doing a great job of keeping up to date, but now we've, uh, we've added a few other options. Now that we have the, uh, the reviews area, we're, having, we're providing links to those reviews from the menus, menu area, and also if uh, Kevin did a, a write-up on the blog, we're linking to that. In addition, we're adding photos uh, to the menu area, and also you can quickly link to the boards to find discussions on that particular restaurant. So awesome. the menu area is becoming a one-stop shop to find as much information as you need to know about a particular restaurant. Now, we're not done yet. Some, uh, some of the main restaurants are done like Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Summit, um, Hollywood Studios, but we're working on the resorts next. Also, the, um, the search feature. If you want to search for a, a particular restaurant and you don't know how to spell it, say Ghirardelli. You want to search for Ghirardelli, you don't know how to spell it, you can just do a search for deli. And what it will do, it will pull up all the restaurants that contain the word deli in it. So if you know, how to, if you know a part of a restaurant that you can spell, that's cool. Excellent, Corey. That's uh, that's very good. So, just some modifications that we made to the menus area. So, I hope everybody enjoys it. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kevin Close. You have no rapid fire. Your rapid fire list because I took it as a news story. Correct. He has a new Mac. I am. I'm posting to the folks on the boards right now. Paying no attention to what's going on in the show. He's too I busy. Have, He's am, too busy working as public. I can do two <laughs> things at once. Just not these two things. Working as public. Jonathan. Walt Disney World has dining reservations online now. As a guest. <laughs> really? As a guest who's booked through uh, Disney at a Disney resort, you can now book your dining reservations on DisneyWorld.com. Um, we've been living with this, uh, the travel agent version of this, for quite some time. And it's okay. Yeah. It's not fantastic. Disney's working on it and tweaking it and making it better, but it's uh, it's a long time coming. So we're glad to see they've rolled it out, just not as good as it could be. I wonder once they get it um, up to speed if uh, there are going to be jobs lost. I'm sure that's part of it. There's also a lot of speculation out there that part of what this is going to do is this is going to tie your ability to get a reservation based on your uh, get a dining reservation based on your resort reservation. For example, people who have booked concierge will get first priority. People who have booked more expensive resorts will get priority over less expensive resorts. So, I've not, I got a problem with that's That's that. nothing I've heard confirmed. I've read that on the boards. Someone said they've got that from someone at Disney. So I don't know that that's true, but if we've they, heard that about fast passes at one time also, though. Mm-hmm. So it might be the direction they're moving in. Well, it's going to be... Uh, if they if they really do go to a class system with bookings, they are. I think they will do more damage 
to their PR and guest relations than any other single policy in the last 20 years. And that's not fair. I, I think I, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable saying that if they will go to a system where people staying at the all-star do not have the same priority in booking a reservation at a restaurant as someone at the Grand Floridian. And if they go to a fast pass system that is similar in nature to that, I won't rant on it because it hasn't happened yet, but if this is to happen, it would be the greatest public relations debacle Disney has had in years. And if you're a family, like my family, or if you have a, a, a bunch of kids, what's what, why would you? I sorry, I did horrible. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. If you have a big family, you might not ever be able to afford to do all the things that Disney wants you to do. And I guess if you're off resort, you're not eating. Is is that how yeah, it goes? It, what, yeah, you're not going on rides that's, because I mean, yeah, that's a direction the economy of, and everything. A direction a lot of people are saying is too. Now, if you stay off Disney property, does that mean you're completely blocked out of making dining reservations? Or if you're local, like us? Or if you're local. Or if you've added an annual pass, because they're going to ask if you have an annual pass. So what if you get your annual pass after you've made the reservation? You know, there's a whole bunch of what ifs. Tables in Wonderland, they're Mm -hmm. saying that's going to be linked to it as well. You might not get a reservation if you have that because it's a discount. It's going to lead to people lying. Oh, people are going to circumvent the system Mm -hmm. left and right. Oh, yeah. It's going to be. But Universal does the fast pass thing. Yeah, they make you pay for a fast pass. Right. They don't say that you know if you stay at this resort. Well, I mean, yeah, if you stay at their resort, you get the. You get That's the a class system to somebody who's just paying to get in the park. Um, yeah, I guess to some degree. It's a perk. It's a perk for being there. There are oh, rumors flying around our rumors board that Disney's thinking of doing that, charging for fast pass. That's been that's been I know it's rumored for quite a while. It was also rumored that you know um, if you were concierge, if you stayed concierge, you would get fast passes. With your room, yeah, um, you know, you we'll take say, a lot of this stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's it, there's always been lots of speculation. We'll see what they end up doing, but I really hope that they're not moving in that direction. Um, but uh, me too. You know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, thank you very much for that, John. Teresa. Well, Julie gave me one, but then I forgot to bring it over here, and I think she's going to do it. <laughs> she took it back. <laughs> you weren't prepared with one? one. I was not prepared. I'm sorry. Read this last one. Is it going to make me look stupid when I read it out loud? Not as stupid as not having one at all. (laughs) (laughs) The one on the bottom? Disney Channel stars announced for summer at sea. Oh, this is cool. I read this. Oh, will you read it already? Okay. (laughs) Disney had several new stars to their summer at sea Disney cruises featuring stars of the Disney Channel. Musical act Corbin Blue. You. July 9th, July 12th. Brandon Smith. Off of Sunny with a Chance. July 9th and 12th. Musical act KSM, July 30th. What's that? Olisa Rulin, High School Musical, July 16th, 19th. Roshan Fagan, Camp Rock. I don't know who these people are. July 9th, July 12th. That's why it's cruise with the stars in quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm a celebrity. Corbin Blue is the only one that I have heard of. It's like those celebrities in the jungle. Their celebrity was with quotes around them. Exactly. <laughs> with a small C. But teenage. Kids will know who these people are, I guess. I just read but they're something. they're not going on cruises. We talked recently about Hannah Montana. Somebody did a rapid fire about Hannah Montana going on. How long? Do you remember how long they said that was? That Hannah Montana had signed a contract to go further? Just till next year. It's going to yeah. be a fourth season. I had read that um, it will be over in 2010. That will be the end of it. 
Well, I mean, she is going to be like 17, I think, on her next birthday. She's kind of outgrowing all that. Yeah, well, those friends lasted a little bit too long. They were supposed to be in their 30s. Do you remember Phoebe? I think she was 48. <laughs> <laughs> you leave the friends alone. <laughs> and you all had huge apartments and no jobs. <laughs> Sorry, in the yeah, apartments City. in New York City that would have cost anybody else six six grand a month, and they had no job. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Teresa. Kathy, what do you have? The Magic Kingdom. See, park. Kathy came prepared. Okay. <laughs> Kathy had a rapid I, I fire. I get it. I get it. I get it. The Magic Kingdom fireworks dessert party starts June twenty third. They're going to have a, a nightly um, dessert party while wishes is going on. It's going to be located at the Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Station. And it's an all-you-can-eat buffet, and they're supposed to have beverages. Um, you're supposed to sign up ahead of time at 407-WDW-DINE, and the cost is $17.99 for guests 10 and above, $9.99 for guests ages 3 to 9. You need to have park admission. And the Disney dining plan is not currently being accepted. You have to prepay, and they will depending on, you know, what the area is like every night, they'll have it open if you want to just walk up. But um, apparently it only takes, they'll only hold 160 people. So if this is something you really want to do, you really should sign up for it. And I'm signed up for it, so I'll be able to report back on I'm it. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. What That's night? my favorite spot. What night did you sign up for? Tonight. Tonight. Oh, you're there tonight? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the first night she's going. Kathy's right on it. Bring your cotton stuff. It's going to be hot. Yeah. That space is small for 160 people. Yeah, I was just going to say. I think they're going to have to probably use the and two lower levels. It, aren't there, uh, aren't there like trees blocking the view there? It's you the have, best spot to watch wishes. The only, best. But the problem is, is you're off to the side of the castle, so right. you're not going to see them go off exactly behind the castle. And there's the overhang, so you have to be up against the railing. It's going to be like the last scene of the Titanic. Everyone's going to be pushed up against the rail and trying to watch the fireworks. They built you a beautiful ship, Rose. Exactly. While there's, eating dessert, right? There's also been a thing on the Diz that people were talking about a couple nights ago that they were in that area, and they started moving chairs, and the cast members were enforcing the fact that you couldn't move the chair. So I'm interested in seeing if you're going to be allowed to take your chair up next to the wall to see it. Or they have a couple of cast members there who are a little overzealous. That's what they were saying. And so I'm anxious to see now when they start doing this, how it goes. And then people were also ask, asking if Spectro's going on that night, can you step out to see Spectro and then come back in? Exactly how is this all going to go? So yeah, All good questions. We'll find Just, out. All right. Thank you for that, Kathy. Julie. I have a quick one. The price of the Disney Photo Pass CD has increased from $130 to $150. You can pre-order your CD online for $99.95. You could also purchase the CD online once you get home from your vacation or at select locations in each Disney theme park. The locations include at Magic Kingdom, Exposition Hall on Main Street, or the County Bounty at Mickey's Toontown Fair. You can uh, get it at Epcot at the Camera Center in Future World. At Hollywood Studios, it's going to be at Cover Story on Hollywood Boulevard. And then at the Animal Kingdom, the hottest place on Earth, you can get it at Garden Gate Gifts. And then at Downtown Disney Marketplace between Team Mickey and Ariba's Brothers. Or over at Disney's Grand Floridian at Mickey Mouse Mercantile. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Julie. Thanks, everybody. I do have another quick uh, rapid fire. It's uh, in regards to Paradiso 37. I took one for the team, and I went and tried their beer to see how cold it was. And it's, it's very cold. 
It's the beer I had was uh, 28 degrees at the time. There's a little thing on the wall that shows you how cold the beer is at any given time. So I had the uh, the Bud Light, which was really cold, and it was tongue numbing cold. It was so cold. I was going to say th- there is a uh, yeah. What point is does it become uncomfortable? You can't taste the subtleties of beer at, a, well, at that cold of a temperature. I had but the Bud Light. It was. It was cold. It was good. I mean, Bud Light cold, you can drink it. The no, next, next I had are in Bud Light. Next, yeah, you don't exactly. want to taste the subtleties of Bud Light. Next, I had Newcastle. Way too cold for Newcastle. Uh, it lost it lost the, the flavors that Newcastle's known for, the caramel flavor they yeah, have in it. Those top notes have to be right. Up. Did you so, go through all of them? No, I just did two. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I did you know one extreme to the other, uh, the light and the dark. I what did to, you think of the place itself? I thought it was nice. I thought the view outside was amazing. I mean, you, if you, it was just too hot to sit outside. I was going to try the outside bar, but it was just way too hot. The, so I sat at the inside bar. I just want to let people know the beers they do have on tap. It's uh, Landshark, Bud Light, Heineken, Newcastle, Landshark, Dosakis, Amber, and Lager. I thought they were going to have Candy more. <laughs> Landshark. Sorry. So I thought they were going to have more on tap, but they didn't. And I also tried the tequila. They recommend that you. Um, you really are a good guy. I, you know, I took one for the team, team guys. You know, I really. Oh wait, uh, you want you with tequila? I. You know, it was during the day, and it's is Julie focused. pregnant again? Tequila is not really something. <laughs> tequila is not a really a day drink what for did you me. Say? Is Julie pregnant again? <laughs> Came home all liquored up. <laughs> Another day at work, honey. Um, but they recommend that you have the. You drink the tequila warm at room temperature, and they serve it in a little uh, sifter glass. I had an Añego. It was boy, you just really went through all the liquor in the place, didn't you? I did three. I did the the Bud Light, the Newcastle, and then I tried the tequila. A little taste of everything, and then I stumbled home. And you drove home. <laughs> no, I I had an appetizer after that to to relax a little bit, <laughs> to soak it up. But just want to let people know that if you do want the coldest beer in the world, it it's there. It's very cold. All right. All right, then that will do it for Rapid Fire for this week. Thanks, everybody. All right, well, our segment segments today are just going to kind of revolve around our trip uh, to California. We had a lot of interesting things happen. Uh, I want to start off with the hotel we were in. Um, this is only my second time ever staying off property at Disneyland. The first time was the Sheridan Park, uh, which was okay. Uh, that's when we went and did the video trivia challenge. We stayed there. It was a nice hotel, nice enough. Nothing extraordinary, nothing special, just was nice. This time, we were at the Sheridan Anaheim, and I've got to be honest, I was really concerned. I ex- kind of expected the hotel to be chumpy. I really did. Uh, I just, I have this natural bias, I think, against hotels that are off Disney property. I just, I think I've been indoctrinated that way. And I can tell you, without question, nothing could have been further from the truth. This hotel was spectacular on many levels. Now, there are things that weren't great, but there were so many things that were. Um, Now, granted, our check-in process was a little less than fluid. Stellar. Um, They were very, very nice. They just didn't seem very competent. Uh, We had prepaid our rooms before we got there. And this seemed to have just thrown them into a tizzy. Well, that one girl was a little unsure of that. Well, she, I think situation. she was training, yeah. yeah. i got to say, too, uh, we had done the whole prepayment process, and we had to send them paperwork, and we had to send them all this stuff to put everything on the corporate card, and that was a nightmare. Yeah. So I just think it's something they don't want to do. 
it's yeah, it was it was it was definitely not easy. And I'm like, okay, this is off to a bad start. We got into the rooms, and the, first of all, the rooms are huge. The rooms are 500 square feet, and those are a sta- those are your standard rooms. I mean, they have rooms larger than that if you want a suite or things like that. But 500 square feet, pretty decent size for for any hotel room. And uh, my only complaint being that uh, it looked kind of like, you know, some random person just did the decorating. Um, there wasn't, you know, there was nothing. The, the, the decor wasn't inspired. You didn't walk in and go, ooh. So, yeah, like I said, the decor not inspired. Uh, beds were very comfortable. They were comfortable. I would have to say, you know, the Sheridan Heavenly beds, they're pretty consistent all around. Very comfortable. Uh, it was, uh, but like I said, I'm like, okay, this room just isn't, you know, it's all right. It's, it is what it is. Um, bathroom was small. And this, this, this hotel had something against air conditioning. Um, the, the, the common areas were not air conditioned. The hallways were the not ha- air conditioned. hallways weren't. They had windows open. And it didn't help. It, it was always quite warm when you walked outside. It was like a steam bath. And the rooms were, be- be- I mean, not that hot, but I had that air condition. I have to sleep in dark and cold conditions. It must be dark and cold. Maybe they do that <laughs> to make their get, rooms colder. You're not going to get any sympathy from us, okay? okay. <laughs> and we had that thermostat down to 65, and I swear to God, it never went below 70, 74, 73. It was in the mid-70s. No, it never got 60s. Well, my, room, my room got pretty cold. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> It just it, something you know, and I, I didn't complain about it. I don't know why I didn't say anything about it, but I just didn't. Um, and therein pretty much lies the only concerns or things about this hotel that I found uh, unpleasant or not uh, not perfect. Everything else, I got to tell you, the staff there amazing. The ser- service, like I haven't had in a hotel, they were in amazing years. Bent over backwards, didn't matter who it was, whether it was housekeeping or bell services or the front desk or the restaurant staff whoever it was just bent over backwards uh really really impressed the first day we're there it was a sunday uh went out we had rented mama's scooter for the week uh she can walk all right but just can't walk long distances and theme parks just destroy her back so it was better for her to have a scooter so we rented one for the week. I got a pretty good deal on it. I think I paid about $160 for the week. And it was waiting there for us at Bell Services when we checked in. We just delivered it back to Bell Services when we checked out. It was painless. So we, you know. Is that from a local company? Yeah, it was a local yeah. company uh, that we found. It was a medical supply company in the area. And uh, I don't remember their name. OC Medical or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So we're outside waiting for the bus. Now, the hotel offers shuttle service every 30 minutes while the parks are open. It's not like in Orlando where they'll do three or four shuttles in the morning and then three or four shuttles in the evening, and you're on your own if you want to try and get home back to your hotel in the afternoon. The, you know, the shuttles run every, every half hour, big buses. They saw my mom's scooter. Somebody from Bell Services saw my mom's scooter, and... Uh, said, you know, where are you going today? And we said, we're going over to the parks. She said, hold on just a moment. I'll be right back. Goes away, comes back a few minutes later and says, um, the bus, the buses that we have don't, uh, aren't equipped to take the, uh, the scooter, so we're bringing the van around for you. They had a special van that could hold, that could hold the scooter. Uh, 
brought it just for us. Even though this van held 20 people, 25 people, they brought it just for us, loaded it onto the van. As we're driving over to the parks, they said, when you're ready to come back, call the hotel. We'll send the van back for you. They did this all week. This wasn't just one time. They didn't do it because they knew I was, you know, what I do for a living. They had no idea who I was. No. Uh, this was just what they do for their guests. Um, and when I saw that, it was like, okay, this is definitely a special hotel. If these guys are that, you know, and this was like, you know, we didn't say to them, you know, do you have anything? Or is it okay for this scooter to be on the bus? They saw the scooter. This person took the initiative. Well, they helped. Wish I'd gotten her name. Pick it up. They were always helpful with that. They were. They just. They couldn't do enough for you. And then the last two days that we were there, the uh, some the van had broken down, and they were they were getting it fixed, so they didn't have that available. So they had they paid for a taxi to take to us take there. us to and from the parks. Yep. Wow. They paid for a taxi. Uh, we didn't ask them to do that. We didn't complain or make an issue or anything like that. They just did this on their own. That kind of service, I'm sorry. I, I've been reviewing hotels for 12 years. And I can tell you, in the 12 years I've been doing this, I've never seen service like that. I've never seen service so uh, preemptive. Not waiting for the guest to say something or the guest to complain about something, spotting it, addressing it, and really just exceeding expectations. Uh, this is the kind of service Disney used to provide in its hotels. And uh, not anymore. I don't, you know, one of my big complaints from February, we were out at the Disneyland Hotel, was that the service has gone downhill. And yet here we are at the Sheridan Anaheim, a resort that runs for anywhere from 129 to $169 a night. And we're getting the stellar service. And we're just regular guests. We weren't guests in a suite or, like I said, they didn't know what I do for a living. So... To say that I recommend, and I, at this point, do not have a business relationship with, the, with, with that particular hotel, I plan to change that very soon because this is exactly what I look for when I look at, uh, at hotels that we, we do business with. This is what I want, somebody that offers an exceptional price and exceptional product. And <clears throat> they, met the, they met the bill on both, on both counts. Right. Now, if you're going to have a scooter, though, yours was much smaller. It was a smaller collapsible scooter. So the chair came off, part of it sort of bent, um, bent down. Because if you had a full-size scooter, I don't know how we would have done that. I don't know if we could have gotten it in the buses and vans. Most, uh, most scooters these days come apart. Okay. Even people's own scooters, the seats come off and things like that. But And usually if someone has that large a scooter, they usually make that's usually their own, and they've made some sort of... Okay, because I don't know that we could have had the same experience with a full size. Because there was times I had to pick it up pretty much by myself. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't. I, I just know the experience that we had. Okay. And um, I imagine, given the way they re, re, they responded to us, that regardless of the size of the scooter, they would have made arrangements. Yeah, that's true. And like I said, I can. I absolutely can recommend this hotel. Uh, the other, the only other thing, the food was superb. By the way. Um, the, the, at the hotel? At the hotel. The, not the buffet breakfast was not The expensive. breakfast was not. The breakfast was outstanding. Real eggs, real scrambled eggs, not the powdered garbage that Disney serves you. Um, the bacon, the sausage, the pancakes, the French toast, everything was delicious. $14 a person for breakfast. 
uh, now your lunch and dinner menu, the food was very, very good, but it was also overpriced. That was my only complaint there. One restaurant? Yeah. Well, yeah. They had, well actually, they had the one sit-down restaurant, but then they had this great deli uh, off the main lobby that served um, sandwiches, and really fresh, really fresh cold cuts. The hot dogs, the Chicago hot dogs were delicious. Um, they had a lot of l- little things in there. Again, you know, a, a tuna fish sandwich cost me eight bucks, but that's typical hotel mm-hmm. prices. They can could probably lower the price on that a bit, but it was very, very good. So, you know, it's not like you were getting mediocre or crappy food and being overcharged for it. You were really getting very, very good food, but it was just it was pricey. So, very, very strongly can recommend the Sheridan Anaheim. I think everybody had a great time. There, Teresa, you can correct me if I'm wrong since you're sitting back there saying nothing at all. <laughs> I, I had a great time. Wonderful. It, it was a kind of a maze if you didn't know, remember where your room was. Getting around sometimes. the hotel yeah. initially was tough, yeah. There was a lot of long hallways connecting buildings. It was very uh, uh, very yeah. shining. It did seem big red from, red from red what red. I saw on the Google Maps. It's a big hotel, yeah. They've got a lot of rooms. It's and not got, that tall, got, but it's wide. wide. I got the courtyard tour from iChat. Look really nice. Yeah, the we courtyard were. was nice. The courtyard was great. I spent all my time in this courtyard because the weather was beautiful. You get this great breeze out there. It's undercover, so you're not in the sun. So I just bring my my notebook out there and you know smoke and work. the beauty of Southern California weather. The sun doesn't kill you. Yeah, not like here. Yeah, but um, now we also one of the things we did this time that we had not done in the past was we went down to SeaWorld in San Diego. Um, I really wish I had followed Tony's advice from a previous show. Uh, Took the bus to the plane, to the train, to the scooter. <laughs> yeah, the amazing race to San Diego. <laughs> well, because I'll, I'll tell you, it really would have been easier to have taken the train down and found transportation once you got there. Um, it's not that it was a bad drive. It's not that there was a lot of traffic. It's just that it's an hour and a half. And when you just got done spending an hour and a half or, or the entire day walking around a theme park... Mm-hmm. In the heat, or in the sun at least. Um, and, you know, just running around, running around, running around, and then you got to drive an hour and a half back. That was tough. That was tough. Being able to get on the train and just kind of relax on the way back would have been nice. But with that said, we really did enjoy SeaWorld. I should have checked. Turns out our annuals would have gotten us, our annuals with SeaWorld here would have gotten us in the park out there. Really? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yep. And our annual pass discount that we get out here is also valid out there. We got our annual pass discount on everything from food to merchandise. So if you have a SeaWorld annual pass and you go out to SeaWorld in San Diego, I'm assuming this is going to be true in San Antonio. Yeah, I was just wondering that. Um, that, you know, you get your, you get your discounts. And, it's a pet uh, peeve of mine about <laughs> Disney. It's a pet peeve of mine that an annual pass purchased here isn't good at Disneyland. Yeah. As yep. someone who has a Disneyland annual pass and am used to all those discounts, thinking that I'd be able to come out here and maybe get something, just a little, throw me uh, a bone, give no. me something. Nothing. No. Nothing. But I tell you, this is what they do out here. It's, you know, the Disneyland annual pass gives you so much more in terms of discounts. It pays for itself. It really oh, does definitely. pay for itself. Ours does not. Ours does not. And see, back to the, when you were talking about SeaWorld, they usually offer out there a lot of times the buy a day, get one free. 
get the year free. So I'm curious as if you went out there for a trip, did the buy a day, get a year free, if that would work bringing it back here. Well, the one, yeah, right now they're running here buy a day, get the rest of the year free. So if it's an annual pass and you're saying it works there, I don't see why it wouldn't be vice versa. I don't know. I could very well could. We did use our pass buying jewelry at Downtown Disney out there and it worked. At one place. Yeah, yeah, just at that one place. That one None place. of the other places would have yeah. honored our Disney World annual pass. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the Silver Place at yeah. Downtown Disney honored her uh, Disney World annual pass to give her a discount. You know, you, you had mentioned that you were um, tired after SeaWorld, and I was talking to my wife about that. And she said, you know, SeaWorld doesn't have a lot of shade. And there is a lot of walking, and it's hi- it's, kind of, it's a little hilly. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's it's not flat. No. And so you will get more tired with the sun and the um, the uh, hills and stuff. So now at first we were kind of disappointed with SeaWorld because the first area we went to was the area where Journey to Atlantis is, and it was kind of barren and not as I don't know. It didn't seem as built up or as land, well landscaped as it's right off the parking lot as ours. Yeah, and we we did. Uh, journey to Atlantis, entirely different ride. Yeah, yeah. entirely different ride at all. Ours is so much better. Theirs is just literally you get on the in the car, you go around, you go up this. They put you in this like this lift that lifts the uh, car up, wow. and then it's the roller coaster piece. Um, you get you go down. Well, the first thing you do is you go down the big drop where you get wet. There's absolutely no like animatronics or theming like we have in ours. You go down the big drop, get wet. Oh, that's right. You go down the big drop, get wet. Then you go uh, to, the lift. You, to the lift that takes you up, and then you go around the roller coaster part, and it's done. It was all of about a minute and a half. Is that all? It, it's what it, yeah, roughly. It's like about thirty minutes to me. Oh well, she was whining, <laughs> whining the entire time. Not Teresa. It's oh, cold. I don't want to get wet. I don't want to. Yeah, the pitch, of the, the pitch of the wine had the uh, Shamu beaching himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of Shamu, we did the dine with Shamu event at SeaWorld. I want to do the dine on Shamu event. <laughs> <laughs> I was bad. I was telling that joke. Um, three words: save your money. Not worth it. $40 a person. The food stunk. And they were all about getting you in and out of there. Really poorly done. The whole thing was poorly done. Was it a dinner um, lunch? Or was it-, it was a dinner buffet. And as soon as they opened up the bu- buffet for people, uh, the trainer came out and started doing his spiel. So you're trying to get your food and eat and at the same time be in a position where when Shamu like you know jumps up and spins and does all that stuff you can get it on camera um, it just felt it was very rushed yeah you would think they'd give you like 20 minutes we were actually in and out of there in 40 minutes in and out in 40 minutes at a minutes. buffet at a buffet yeah wow. in and out in 40 minutes for $40 it was a dollar a minute do you want to go lay down <laughs> <laughs> and so, do you know how little I can eat in forty minutes at a buffet? I'm just gonna go. It was, <laughs> it was really, really a huge disappointment. Uh, I mean, great to get a close up look at Shamu, but I'll tell you what, there was a viewing area right outside where we were, where people were taking video and pictures and stuff of the same stuff we were seeing, and they didn't get ripped off for of forty dollars. Does Shamu do anything different than he does in the show? Not really. 
No. <laughs> but the only sushi. thing that was neat is it slides up close to you so you can take pictures of it on the little ledge, but that was the only thing you couldn't see anywhere Shem- else. Shemuru. I'm, I'm kind of close enough. Shamu <laughs> refills the corn. <laughs> you know, they tell you a lot of interesting facts about Shamu and how, you know, blah, 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 how, how Shamu, they, they take care of Shamu and this isn't the original Shamu. Shamu would rather live in the ocean. John, you know, do you know what they give Shamu as a treat for doing his tricks? A ShamWow. No. <laughs> they give it water in its mouth and ice. Different oh. temperatures of water and little chunks of ice. That's a ripoff. Like giving us air. Yeah. <laughs> <Shot of> air. <laughs> I'm going to let you breathe today, Corey. Good boy. Whales are stupid. <laughs> I guess they like it. I don't know. I am shocked. 40 minutes. 40 minutes in and out. That's incredible. And I was just like, okay, I'll, you know, that's 40 minutes of my life. I'm never getting back. Well, how much, you know, if it's bad food, how much time do you need? <laughs> yeah, but still, I think I'd like to get it, sit down, watch a show. You would, you, exactly. The way it should have been done is you should have been given at least 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, to get on the buffet, get your food, eat some. Then the trainer comes out and does a spiel for 15 or 20 minutes and makes Shamu dance and sing and whatever it does. <laughs> That's you know that would make sense to me, but this was just a complete ripoff. It's not worth the money. Um, the backstage tour that you can take for fifteen bucks that will take you back to Shamu's tank, and they tell you all the same stuff. Now, granted, Shamu's not going to do tricks for you, but you know you can go back and learn about it and see you know see the area. Do that if you really want to go back and see Shamu. Do that. Save yourself the money. Go eat somewhere else in SeaWorld. It's just not worth it. What kind of food was it? It was it, chicken it, fingers. Um, well, there was water with different temperatures. Well, no, there, was, <laughs> <laughs> there was there was there was some chicken. There was there was chicken turkey, some pasta dishes, some seafood dishes. They had um, the, um, seafood? Beef, beef tips and rice. Yeah. So I mean stuff and you know a beef bourguignon. Yeah. Um, was what they had and it was crappy hmm. beef bourguignon and the turkey was dry. And the chicken, <laughs> chicken was you know You're not flavorful. Bourguignon with a whale, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I was eating beef bourguignon as a whale, but uh, they, uh, it, it just was not. Uh, it was not an enjoyable, that inv- that enjoyable. Certainly not worth forty dollars. Is it outside? It it, it, it well, it's it, undercover. It's, it's outside, okay. but it's undercover. Because the marine layer out there can stay for a while. Certain times of the year, the marine layer. The mar- oh, sorry, that's a Southern California thing. The clouds—that's what they call it. Uh, when in the mornings, there's there's clouds, and then they eventually burn off to get warm. But since you're right by the bay, it sometimes at SeaWorld can stay cloudy, overcast with a little mist for longer. Oh no! That's it, was weather it, was, it was sunny that day. It was nice. Now uh, Dave Parfit did a review of this dying with Shamu, and he had a different experience. Well, he did the one out here, or did he do the one there? He did the one there. That's right. He did the one in San Diego. Yeah. Well, so, but how was the food? I mean, food was terrible. Said, the oh, food right. was not very good. But you see, Dave Parfit weighs eleven pounds, <laughs> and I don't. So the fat guy usually knows bet more about the food. Dave enjoyed Cinderella's Royal Table. <laughs> so, <laughs> David, <laughs> Dave enjoys grazing in the uh, grazing in the lawn. <laughs> he didn't get the blood clot for dessert, though. So yeah, it, it, like I said. Uh, SeaWorld itself, absolutely worth the trip down to oh, San Diego. We had Diego. a great time there. SeaWorld, it's beautiful. It's very different than ours. Very different than ours. They have different attractions uh, than we have. Um, they still have an actual aquarium in their SeaWorld that we don't have here. Uh, 
their Cirque de la Mer is like in an outdoor, this, this whole outside uh, arena, much bigger than the one we have here, which is indoor. Uh, it, it's just, it's really, it's it really, it's definitely worth a trip down. If you're out in Anaheim, you're crazy not to take the trip down to SeaWorld. Just skip the dime with Shemu. So, you agree, Teresa? Oh, definitely. Without like the little gondola ride. I was about to mention the, the gondola. Oh, that's right. The they uh, they decided to do the uh, little skyboat ride that goes over the bay. That goes over cool. The, which, of course, I would never get anywhere near. As long as you don't move the boat and you sit perfectly still, the little gondola while you're going across. Well, it's really smooth except for some of the, the, the things that hold it up. And when you go over there, it starts shaking. You go through the connection. So, Teresa and I thought we were about to yeah, fall the, into the, the ocean and the die. The first connection, Walter's face is like, we're going to die. <laughs> I thought we were going down. But we survived. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Now, I do want to talk about our backstage tour at Disneyland. This was set up by the Disney Institute. This is a special program they're doing. Uh, this is not open to the general public. These need to be sponsored tours. We were the first non-Disney group to do this. Um, it is something that is simply not done. They do not do backstage tours at Disneyland. And so this was very special. Um, I will say, just for the, the sake of honesty, there were some challenges uh, in the early part of this tour, uh, there was some miscommunication uh, internally at the Disney Institute about when what time this was going to start. We were told 9 a.m. The people out there were told 10 a.m. So we were kind of sitting there thinking we've been stood up like like the ugly girl on a date um, waiting for <laughs> waiting for our date to show up. So I got 40 people standing in the, the esplanade of the uh, between the two parks waiting for Disney Institute. Nobody's there. But they did show up, and the tour did get started about 40 minutes late, 45 minutes late. And uh, it started, uh, the first place they took us was to Wardrobe to show us kind of like the same thing they do here where they show how cast members, you know, get their uh, get their, uh, their wardrobe uh, for the day and how it's checked in and checked out and all this other stuff. Very interesting. Not as big a facility, wardrobe facility, obviously, as we have here. They've got twenty-five or twenty-six thousand cast members. We have a little more than double that, so it's uh, uh, you know obviously our facility would be a little bit larger. But uh, they took us to wardrobe, which was real interesting, and uh, then they took us to went from wardrobe to where? Um, so then we walked through the park, looked at the windows. Oh, then that's right. They took us into the park. How much do you think? Well, first of all, what do you think the useful life of a trash can at Disney at Disneyland is? How 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 long? Useful life of a trash can? Three years. No. Six months. Two years. Two years is a useful life. What do you think it costs them to maintain that trash can? To purchase it and maintain it for those two years? Per month or per year? Per year. Total for, for it, lifetime. It's like lifetime. Two thousand dollars. Every trash can in that park cost them two thousand dollars, which I was like, stunned by. Do they have an IKEA? I can do it for half price. Well, no, this is you know well, because all they all have to be themed a certain mm-hmm. way, and they have to be maintained. They can't you can't be scratched up. They can't be the paint can't be peeling. It can't be dirty. It's got to be maintained. So trash cans are a big deal in Disneyland. They had a whole set of pins commemorating the trash cans at Disneyland at one time. It's a very big deal, oh. and they go and he goes into a whole bit about about that. We went from there to the uh, uh, the roundhouse, 
where we got to see the uh, well, Teresa, you may not have enjoyed it, but I, uh, did you enjoy? It? I know a lot of people did. A lot of people did. Um, got a chance to see where the trains and monorails are put, uh, where they get worked on. Uh, they had one of the steam trains out for us, along with an example of how the engine works, which was explained to us by one of the engine, uh, engineers. And then people were allowed to go up onto the steam train and actually talk to this one engineer who's been working there for 35 years. Um, Ernie was his name, I think, or Stan, or something like that. Ernie. I think it was Ernie. Something like that. And he really took the time to answer every question. There were people climbing all over this train. And it was fascinating. It really, really was a fascinating look at at that. So went from there to where they launch the fireworks for the... Uh, uh, for the fireworks show, which is was really really cool, here they had chairs t- uh, set up for us, bottles of water out for us, and kind of explained the whole process of how the fireworks show goes off and how uh, you know that's one thing Disneyland will never do without. That's one thing that you know there'll always be a fireworks show. That was interesting the way they they said there's a fireman on top of every building. Yep. At every show, putting out little fires. And there are and- there are roadways. There are roadways in the area that are closed off when the fireworks are going off because embers may come down, um, that it's really, it, it costs them tens of thousands of dollars every night to run this firework show. And they're launched by pneumatics. There's no yeah. explosions. There's no explosions. These are all launched by by air pressure. And then the, explo- the, the, the fuse is actually lit while it's in the air, which I didn't know. It I was know really, either. really cool. And they were talking about how in the early days, Guys oh, used God. to have to go out there in these full body asbestos, asbestos suits, suits and literally light them to the music. They had a torch and they would run back and forth lighting each wow. fuse. <laughs> and now it's, you know, they have a nice little protected area where it's just they hit a button and that's it. Um, but it was really, really interesting. They launched from behind the, the island in uh, Rivers of America. What's that called over there? Is that the area it's done? It's, you know what, where we were backstage, it was really tough for me to tell exactly where we were. Weren't you disappointed that we're sitting there looking at the open doors to where the floats were? This was one of my, this is one of my complaints. And was we that couldn't go in. We, where we were sitting for this was uh, right in front of the area where they house the, uh, uh, the floats for the parade. And the doors were wide open. We could see all the floats, and everybody just wanted to walk through that. And that was not part of the tour. That's something they really need to add into this, uh, because that would have been really cool to you, see as well. Does you get to do that on uh, the tour here? Yeah, yeah. Well, keys of the kingdom. Keys of the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <clears throat> then we went from there. We went from there to the um, outdoor vending, didn't we? Oh yeah, went well, to outdoor vending. Is. Which I thought was going to be boring. I did too. You know, outdoor vending. How much? How interesting can outdoor vending be? Oh, I enjoyed that. The that was very interesting. The woman and entertaining. The, the other thing to to mention here is that it wasn't our Disney Institute guide who was doing the presenting here. At each location, it was a manager from that department who came out and talked to us, and they really found very dynamic people to to talk about their areas. These people were really impassioned. About their area. I don't know what outdoor vending is. Outdoor vending, the cars. Popcorn, Popcorn ice cream, turkey legs. They gave us Cokes. ice cream. <laughs> All that we yeah, was one of the things they did. But um, they re- they just kind of showed us like what the progression was. You know, the early carts they used, how they used things to get around the parks, and how 
suggestions were made by cast members to improve different processes and just showed us kind of the, the evolution of these outdoor carts over the course of, you know, 50 years and, you know, what the whole process is. And it was absolutely, it really was fascinating. It was. It was. She was fascinating in particular. She was. I didn't realize that they were motorized. I thought they were just pushing them carts over. Oh, that's right. Teresa got to do that and almost yeah, ran almost, over people. Almost ran cart. everybody over. They let oh, I Teresa. did not. I hit the wall with the cart. It's heavy. You push that little button and it just takes off. Yeah, because they have, like, you know, all these, it's all it's I'm all not going to get a bill for a cart. <laughs> <laughs> So it was. Uh, it really was a very enjoyable tour. Uh, I, I think my only real uh, suggestion, other than letting us walk through the, you know, showing us the parade floats and stuff, is maybe they back off a little bit on the business aspect of it. Um, Disney Institute, you know, about leadership, about business, and I get that, and I get that, you know. People can take some of these philosophies back to their whatever job, whatever type of job they have, whatever work they do. But when people are at Disneyland, they don't really want to think about what I'm doing at work. And I understand that some of their tours will be businesses and, you know, will be doing it as part of that Disney Institute track. But they're really narrow-minded if they don't take a look at the opportunity to offer this, even in a limited scope, to people outside that, that vein. And in this instance, I really felt, especially since they knew who their audience was, that they might have wanted to change it up a little bit. Pete, didn't you think the walking time was kind of boring? And that, it seemed like there should have been something, information given to us as we were walking. I know it would have been hard with this all strung out, but it just... I read the trip reports from the folks who went, and everybody pretty much had that same really? thought, saying that what they should have had were the headsets. Yeah, and someone they, should have been communicating to you while you walked from place to place to point out what you were looking at. Right. This is yeah. They, they uh, keep in mind again. This was the first one of these done uh, for non-Disney cast members. Yeah, I expected so, more little there trivial will be, stuff. You know, coming in. like anything else, there will be an adjustment period. I have no doubt that the Disney Institute will do wonderful things with this, and I think that uh, you know I really do need to thank them for. Not just putting on a, a great a great tour, but because of the delay, uh, the forty five minute delay in getting things started, they refunded everyone on that tour their money. Wow! wow. I thought that was incredible. Wow. Um, wow! Which really was above and beyond. That was the words that were being used by uh, our guests on that tour was that they felt that went uh, really above and beyond, and uh, Disney Institute showed that they were, uh, uh, you know, sorry for leaving us waiting. Um, I, I'll admit I was getting hot under the collar. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I was. You know, I know it's hard to imagine me getting upset. Well, everyone waiting was almost like rant, 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 <laughs> rant. But uh, you know, I, I my mother told me she was very proud of me. Did she go on? on oh the yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Mom, did she ride a scooter? Yep, yep. We had two people, uh, and it was completely accessible. Carol, oh, yeah. Uh, Carol, uh, Grandma Carol uh, was uh, on a scooter, and, and my mom. I only call her grandma because she just had her first grandchild. Hi, Carol. Hi, Mike. Boy, she's ruthless on her scooter, too. She is. She, 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 she take just, no prisoners, man. She doesn't. Carol, Get out of my way. This is Carol. She's like, take no prisoner. She's like, <laughs> too funny. Um, but as a result of all that, they like I said, they, they refunded everybody there, $129. And then they gave me an opportunity to do something mm-hmm. that I think every fa- Disney fan would give their left arm to do. 
and I was allowed to take myself and five people of my choosing to go up to Walt Disney's apartment above the firehouse. Oh, that's like Sophie's Choice. Really? Um, <laughs> I didn't see Sophie's Choice. Um, it was hard to, you know, for him to pick the five people because there was a lot of people who would love to do it. There was a lot of people who would love to do it. So, I mean, obviously, you know, Mary Jo was with us. Mary Jo Mulatto Willie. Um, so Mary Jo had to be there. Um, correspondence. Our, our Disneyland correspondence, Nancy Johnson. And Wendy Bell, of course, if Tony had been yeah, there. Yeah, I was on, on a plane to Disney World, so I missed that opportunity. Yeah. But being here is probably second. Second mm-hmm. to seeing Walt's Again, Walt's little, so, someone yeah. you know is there, Tony. Well, i got to do the best I can. Yeah, Pete has a lamp in the living room you can go look at. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it on. And uh, so, yeah, it was Mary Jo, uh, Nancy Johnson, uh, Wendy Bell, Walter, myself, and Don, uh, Don Forsberg, uh, SF Bay Don. I invited him up because he did a lot of work setting up meets uh, before the uh, uh, the tour. And to say that you know, we were all kind of like our hearts were in our throat, uh, they took us you know, uh, behind the firehouse backstage and then walked us down to where, like right behind where guest services is. And we go up these stairs, we come up out, out onto the patio. A beautiful patio. Nice size patio, too. Um, I have pictures of these on my Facebook page. Uh, we are going to post them on. Uh, I've got a blog that will go up with this show and with all these pictures. Um, we got out into the patio. Then you go into the apartment. There's a little foyer there with you know, a mirror and some flowers. And then you step down. To your left is the bathroom. And in front of you is the actual apartment. Now, the apartment is not large. It's small. I'd say the apartment is maybe about, you know, with the bathroom, you're talking about maybe six, seven hundred square feet. Uh, so it was not some big elaborate apartment. This was just some place that Walt would sleep and hang out, you know, while the park was being built and subsequently after it opened. That's where he locked Lillian in. Can you stay here? Well, Lillian had a lot to do with the decorating. There's a lot of red, yeah, as you'll see in the pictures, and that was Lillian's favorite color. Uh, we saw the bed where Walt slept. Um, the only two pieces... Oh, and Julie is doing disgusting things back there. <laughs> Ew. I can't see her. She was doing this. It she was making pretty. anniversary <laughs> gestures. Uh-huh. Um, is, that, is that what Corey does? <laughs> Anywho, now um, I have to poke my eyes out. <laughs> um, and I that's how Ferris was born. Um, so the... Uh, uh, two pieces of original furniture. There were two p- pieces that were original to the apartment. Everything else has been updated. But uh, there was a, a an old Victrola with the big, you know, the big horn. fluted horn. And then there was like a player. Uh, I don't know what they, what they're called, but you know, you would take a tube that had the music on it and stick it in, and this thing would run it, and kind of like a player piano, but it's not a piano. It was like a a cylinder. It plays a, a cylinder. cylinder exactly. Yeah. And uh, you see, though, you see pictures of that and the cylinders and where they were stored. Um, you saw that uh, this uh, punch punch set, Tom and Jerry, called Tom and Jerry. Apparently, this was a drink that he liked. A I'm assuming drink. it was non-alcoholic, but it was like a powder that was in there that you put into the cup and then add water and it made a drink. So, never called heard of Tom it. and Jerry. I'd never heard of it, but the set was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um, the uh, of course, we weren't really allowed to sit on the furniture. Uh, we could sit on his bed. That was about it. Yeah. 
And I uh, kept pinching Wendy, saying, "You're not dreaming. You're not dreaming." And then she smacked you. <laughs> Stop um, it, pervert! And it really—they say that uh, you know it's very rare for anybody to get up there. It's even more rare for people to be allowed to take pictures. Normally, they don't allow pictures to be taken. I was surprised they were very accommodating. They—they uh, they did not want video taken, um, but pictures—they did allow us to take all the pictures we wanted, which is very, very rare. Did they? Sorry. Did they give you any stipulations with the pictures about putting them on the internet or nothing? None. None. And they knew who we were and what we do. Uh, So there was no no doubt about that, that they knew these were going to go up on the web. Um, Now, it's my understanding that as part of our ABD tour, we'll get to go up there. Right, but we will not be able to take pictures. So it's, uh, like I said, that was really special. Now, we also went, you know, got to go into his bathroom. Kind of creepy, but. Multiple, like may I? <laughs> he had multiple shower heads because he had an old polo injury. They said, and that you it know, would help his back. It would so help his one. back. So he had these multiple shower heads, and then I asked a kind of like tacky question. Like at first, I said, you know, is this is all this original to the apartment? To the apartment? And they said yes, and I said, so that's his bowl. <laughs> And he's like, well, I'm sure the seat has been changed. I'm like, but that's the bowl. <laughs> wow, did you get to pee in it? <laughs> no, I sat down. Oh, cool. um, no, of course not. But, uh, you know, it was just, it was a very um, extraordinary experience. I guess the light was most captivating. The light that the you want to see from the, the lamp from the outside. We got to, I mean, from the for, and for those who don't understand the significance of the lamp, uh, whenever Walt was in the, whenever Walt was up in the apartment, he would always have the lamp on. That's how cast members knew he was in the park. Uh, so after he died, they have left that lamp on perpetually. That lamp is always lit. And I cracked a tacky joke in there saying that's because when they defrost his decomposing body and he comes back to life, he's going to need to know where his apartment is. So zombie Walt will find his way home. <laughs> Awful, <laughs> but uh, it was it really was extraordinary, and and I thought again that was an incredibly nice gesture on the part of the people, the Disney Institute. To uh, do you think it was pre-planned, or do you think it was something? They no, came this was definitely guest recovery. This was definitely guest recovery. There's no question mm-hmm. about it. Um, because at that point that he offered me that, he had not yet gotten the email that they were giving everybody their money back. And he was really, because he knew I was steamed. I, I'll be honest with you, I was steamed. I'm like, you know, not for any other reason than you left my guests waiting 45 minutes. There was also this sense of, you know, you, when no one shows up for 20, 30 minutes, you get this idea of, shoot, did I get the wrong day? Did they get the wrong day? No, I didn't get that. I'm like, something's happened, and it wasn't communicated to them that. This was going on today, and now I've got 40 people here. I don't know what right, to do with. exactly. What are you going to do with 40 people you've orchestrated? And, and you know, so that was that was what was going through my mind. But like I said, they really did. They more than made up for it. Well, they, they stepped than, up. They took responsibility. I'm sorry. There yeah, was a miscommunication. There was, no, there was no passing of the buck. Uh, Bruce, uh, the guy who led our tour, said, you know, this is my responsibility. I, I, I apologize. I take full responsibility for this. should not have happened. You know, so I mean, there there was no passing of the buck or any of that going on, um, and I think everybody really enjoyed this tour. I think they did. 
Uh, we then followed that up with a, uh, a nice luncheon over at Naples. They did a magnificent job for That us. was really good. A magnificent, magnificent job with that meal. They, that the was service a, was awesome. That was a lot of food. There was a lot of food. And where did you, you eat, like, upstairs on a patio? Yeah, it was upstairs, the upstairs patio, which I didn't even know existed, that there was an, upsta- uh, an upstairs patio. And uh, it, was, it was terrific. It was terrific. It was a great day. All in all, it was a great day. Yeah, it was good to see everybody that we had met on the cruise and meet new people and talk. It was good. Yeah, as far as no. Walt's apartment, I know on the um, the Keys to the Kingdom tour over there, they at the end they bring out some laminated photos to show you and kind of tease you. Like, oh, and we're going to show you some photos of what the apartment looks like. <laughs> like yeah. Oh, great. Thanks. We're not going to go. <laughs> it's over there. Yeah. Now, I know when we first talked about you guys having lunch, um, there was supposed to be just a pizza thing. And so how was the food? The food was excellent. You had a choice between a margarita. They, they gave you a choice of two different salads, a Caesar salad or a standard house salad, which was very good. They were good. Um, then for your main course, you had a choice of a margarita pizza or a penny pasta bolognese, which I didn't have the pizza, but the penny pasta was out of this world. Pizza the bolognese sauce I had was the pizza. It was a very large personal pizza. I didn't think I was going to eat all mine, but everyone at the table ate every bit of their pizza. It was, yeah. it was incredible. A really good pizza. And then they had these unbelievably good Italian biscottis. <laughs> yeah. Biscotti cookies, that, uh, chocolate, for pistachio, uh, they were really poppy good. seed. They had a bunch of them. All right, folks, that's going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>